Okay, so this is a, uh, a tshuva from the Cheshev Ha'ifod, who I really don't know anything about other than what you have in the biography up there from Wikipedia. Yeah. He seems to have been a 20th century um, head of the Haredi Beitin in London, not, not the London Beitin, but the Beitin of the separatist group. Um, and he goes through, I think, a lot of our issues. Uh, so what I think it makes sense to do is let's study the case, and then let's try and figure out what we think the right way to approach it is, what we think the right answer is. Hi, Ray. And, um, and then, um, and then right after, we've, after we've analyzed the case and figured out what we think the right approach is based on what we've learned, then let's see what he does with it. It's a really interesting truva, and I'm interested to know how you, um, how you react to both his analysis and his conclusion. Okay, so here's our case. Um, there's a Mekare Dardiki, um, right? That's a, 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 you know, a, a teacher of young children, element, right, a, presumably an elementary school teacher. Poe London... He wants to leave his position in a Talmud Torah. I'm not sure whether Talmud Torah has the same meaning as it does in America, that it's, it's, you know, that it's not a, a day school, but, a, but, a, you know, but an after-school program. I'm not sure whether it has the same meaning or not. Um, because guess what? Whatever it is, he's not making a living at it. So he's in hopeless debt. America. But he can, go to, he can go to America, and there they will pay him a higher salary. Automatically, British teachers get higher salaries in America because they have better accents. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing what you get. Like, an accent really helps. It doesn't work the other way around, though. British are not enamored of American accents for whatever, uh, for whatever, for whatever reason. Um, so because Americans offer a higher salary, he wants to go there. Because he's really an experienced, you know, he's, a, he's an expert teacher. So it worked, he got a raise. And they also gave him a lump sum, in addition to raising his salary, to pay off his debts. Right, but there's a catch. Right, they're giving him the lump sum but, right, and the raise, and the condition is he has to stay for two years. I have to figure out exactly how the condition is uh, how the condition is framed, right? Is it, so we have first question is is this should this should this be a question of substance, or should it be a question of contract law? Like how did they write the contract, and are you are you happy if it just becomes a question of how they wrote the contract? So I mean, often a retention bonus could be given with you can write it as, and if you leave in less than two years, and you have to. Repay or repay a prorated amount or, or whatever, right? And that would seem to not have an evident issue. Uh, well, that depends, right? From a substantive, right? So, right? So the question is, do we have a substantive position, right? One way or the other about, the, about legal devices intended to make sure that somebody doesn't leave. Right? Do we just make it incentivize a... Ah, oh, good. So we can make the distinction we make in terms of Gittin, right? That it's okay if we incentivize them, it's just not okay to penalize them. And right, then the question is, do we, is that just a question of how the contract is written? Or right, is it a question of whether he's paid in advance or not? Uh, right, remember, we can have a difference if he's paid in advance. Uh, right? or, is it, um, or is it a, um, a question of just of how you... Of, of how you wrote the language. I mean, on the face of it, he's being paid in advance. He's being and, paid in advance. And, and, and it's a lump sum that's so much that, you know, he, he was drowning in debt and now his debts are paid. I mean, so he's not really in a position to... I mean, it, it, de facto, it's like an evidence, right? Because he's not in a position to 
to to to leave and then have to pay it back. Right? He's stuck there. So maybe we should maybe we should endorse it like we endorse Evidivri because it's he got a debt. Right? In fact, it's desperation. But we allow people to sell themselves as Evidivri. <laughs> right? So maybe all that we care about is making sure that they follow the legal forms. Right? So we right? So we can say otherwise. Right? Otherwise, it will, right, teachers will always get underpaid because right because people pay a premium for this guarantee, and so right and so we're taking away workers' rights and so we'll get right. This is the way I got to do it in L.A. Right, so we're right back to the um, in a sense to the debate in the Supreme Court about Lochner, right about whether we should whether restricting freedom of contract is right is a deprivation of freedom or a protection for workers. Because if you allow full freedom of contract, then right, then you then you have to allow contracts unless they're unconscionable, uh, right, with employers. But that diminishes uh, workers' bargaining power. Okay, right. So here we right, so here the case is set up, is set is set up up front. And so he agreed to commit to staying for two years. Shuv America. But guess what? A year later, he's got a, he's got another offer from America, and he already accepted it. It seems. And he says he has various reasons, no longer drowning in debt, I guess, that he just can't stay in London. <laughs> he just can't stay in London anymore. And right, so now they're coming to, to a Din Torah. So they want to enforce specific performance. Right, they want him to have to stay. And he wants to reserve, right? He wants to say, look, basically what we did was gave me a large, a large raise and I'll return it pro rata. Uh, right? You just paid me in advance and I'm returning, right? I'm returning what it paid. Uh, okay. So, um, but we have this principle. But obviously you have to return your salary. That's how we start. We start our analysis by quoting the right sugi. Okay, so what do you guys think? I, I, I think that they're going to say that he... That, so, he's, so he's saying very, very reasonably he will return the money and then, and then go. And that seems to be... I mean, in all the... the that seems to conform with, with the understanding of the, so there's the Balabais, and then there's the Poel, and the idea that the Poel can renege on the deal, and and all, everybody holds the Poel can renege on the deal. Everybody holds the Poel can renege on the deal, sure. So, so, he's on the deal. so we're not going to enforce specific performance. Yeah. Now how much money does he have so, to give back? So one thing you might say is that it depends on, uh, it could be a dollar tuchtone, it could be that, depends how much will it cost the school to hire a new, um, to hire a new teacher, and if it's more than the amount that you know that they're currently you know that they're currently paying him, that he would be penalized by that amount. Uh, okay, so we could just claim it right as Yadol Tachtono that he should have to pay. He should right, that he's, instead of he have to pay whatever it will take them to replace him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, salaries have changed or whatever. It could be that, that he can't afford that based upon the amount of money that he received. Is it obvious to you that teachers are polling? I was thinking about that, right? They're not money, right? Because it's not that you're not saying, here's my child, give him back to me when he's learned everything he's supposed to learn, right? You're hiring him to, you know, to work. You know, on the one hand, it's 
you're, it's, it seems like you're hiring him to work a certain amount of time. On the other hand, you know, all the things like lesson preparation and whatever are not, you're not paying him by the hour, you're, you're paying him by the, the skill. So it's, a, it's skilled labor, it's, right? it's not a commodity. In fact, they're hiring him because they think that he's a particularly skilled laborer. We're not told how they calculate his salary. Right? They give him a lump, a lump sum up front, which seems to be independent of how many hours he worked. Right? They're not gonna, right? If he gets sick, they're not going to deduct it. Um, right? so, we could, right? so we could try and frame him as a new man, and then we, right? then we have that issue uh, as well. Um, do we care about whether he committed himself, right, whether he committed himself in some way beyond the verbal contract, right, maybe, right, maybe we just care whether they made a Kenyan or not. If they made a Kenyan, then we do enforce specific performance on somebody. Uh, it could be that it comes down to what did they intend the money to be, right, and then it comes down to the question of contract. Well, it doesn't seem like there's a written contract, right, that's a, right, that's a, one issue of this. It doesn't seem like there's a written contract at all, right, it seems like everyone agrees that there's a verbal agreement. So, so in terms of his, so in terms of his salary, just reading at the beginning, mm-hmm. it seems like he receives a regular salary. Salary plus he got this one lump sum. So his he is willing to, so he get he has a regular salary per time and then the lump sum, and he's willing to prorate the lump sum. So, but even the salary per time isn't for the time that he works, right? Because the amount of time he's working is presumably more than. Just the hours that he's in the classroom. It's not clear how we prorate. We can prorate it by days, uh, right? We could write um, the whole question for teaching, right? Do we think that some parts of the semester, right? You know, grading might be like the, the really annoying part of teaching, right? Maybe, right? Maybe, you know, maybe they should, the teachers should get a, a large part of their of their salary for the for the annoying part where they don't get it. Uh, we could we could say that he's teaching Torah and that and that the way that we and we're dealing with Torah teachers, we just don't opportunity cost. Opportunity cost, right? That's all it is, right? But maybe the, all the halakhas of employee-employer relationships don't apply properly to Torah teachers because they're engaged in doing a mitzvah. Right? That's an analysis of Moshe brings it in whenever, when, when day school teachers try to strike. Uh, right? He says they're not really employees. Um, right? So he could do all that. So we'll have, let's try and see what, you know, that's why the interesting tshuva, right? Not by one of the figures known as one of the... And, and so actually, that's, that's interesting. And so that, that would... That, that the meaning of Talmud Torah here matters, right? Because if it's a Talmud Torah that's an after-school thing like in America, then, then clearly he is, he is like just teaching Torah, right? There's no... Whereas if it's a yeshiva, he could be a, a math teacher. Uh, there is that too also, right? Let, right? That's an interesting question, interesting point. Maybe, you know, or what happens if his salary is written to pay him for other things and not just Torah? Like, you know, I'm already see Troy's talking about, right? Most day schools teach things, say, or whatever other tasks they're assigned by, or explicitly say that you have to supervise lunch, you have to supervise lunch and recess, and all those are not Talmud Torah activities. Um, okay, right, so those are all, you know, it's really, you know, to me, the first thing I look at it is say, wow, this is exactly an evidence he's being paid in advance because he's in a financially impossible situation. Uh, right, that's like that to me. That's the, like that's the striking aspect of the case, uh, right? That it's right that um, he he would rather be in America, plainly, right? You know, like, like why did he agree to this? He agreed to this because he was in debt, and this gave him a faster way to get a debt because we could, you know, imagine because his credit card debt is piling up, 
And so if right, so the faster he pays it back, really the it's the money is worth more to him up front because of the rate, right? Because of the rate he's paying, because he might stuff might be repossessed. So he is really taking this job under duress. It's not the job he wants. It's not that the money is worth it. It's that having the money now is worth it to him. And as we can see, because the first chance as soon as right, as soon as, as soon as he gets out of debt, now if he gives the money back, it's not a problem. Because he can borrow right, because because he, he can borrow it again. At a lower interest rate, without the pressure, right? So, right, there are all the, all these ways. None of this, by the way, shows up in the truva, sadly. <laughs> uh, right? So I just, like, you know, this, like, to me, right? It's like we 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 have a really sophisticated framework for doing it. And so let's see what, what you know what he ends up doing with it and why. Uh, what's your you know if you're just voting, like, what do you think the right outcome is? I, I think the right outcome is to let him go and pay what? Pay back what? Half. Pay back. But he was there for years to so pay back half. Yeah. Uh, even though they didn't prorate it, right? They gave him the money because they wanted a two-year thing. Yeah. They could have just raised the salary. That's not fair to the school. I feel for the guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what about you, Ari? Those are all good points, so I'm not sure. Okay, could be that we right, that we just have to do law, and this is a and this is a mistake to think about it that way. Okay, here's how here he goes. So he says, uh, right? So we start off with Hosif. So, if we go back to the every analogy, yeah. how much does he need to pay back? He needs to pay back just the prorated amount of the time he has left, right? The time the replacement cost of what he had left. If it's either well, either a prorated or the replacement cost, whichever is lower. Right, so we could do that. So hold on, is it whatever is lower, or if the cost of labor goes up? Then he pays what he, he pays the product, what he got, and if the cost of labor goes down, then he only pays the replacement cost, right? Okay. Right. That's right. He he has the advantage. Uh, was one other thing you left out, which is Dover Avid, right? Right. Which is what happens? If, you know, what happens if it will take the school time to yeah, replace yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then and then the school is you know kids kids are going to leave the school because there's no fifth grade rebbe and they're going to go to a different school. Or, or kids who came because this yeah. fifth fifth grade rebbe was famous, right? Until they right until they hire somebody else, it's hard to get somebody that good in the middle of the year. Right, or is this in the middle? This is the end of the year. Between years. In between years, so it'd be different if we're in the middle of the year. That would be never of it, but in between years, not so much. Although I, I'm sure you, know, you can tell in shots, right, that if a if a popular teacher quits in the middle of the year, right, you know that's a big that's a big cost. Yeah. Because um, people don't know that unless you can get a teacher who's equally not just a teacher who's equally good, but a teacher who's known to be equally good. Right, that's a real cost to schools. Okay, so here we go. Um, okay, so Ramah has this claim, right, that you can't sign three, you can't sign three-year contracts, period, because that would be like being an evidivri. Okay, right, three, up to three years or more than three years, right, that's a, you know, a, a one-second difference, I think. Because of a shach, so if Oz Yuzayim b'shem ha'be'er sheva, that Tosus. Where does the three-year limit come from? It's you know it's an interesting question like why that why that why that dafka is the boundary, but however that happened right we right however that happened three years became the boundary, I think there was one position that was two years, but it was like at that point it looks too much like every it doesn't seem to be a better it doesn't seem to be a better way a better way of saying it, um, even though Yaakov does it for seven years. Right, right, that's so. Um, okay, the toast was really the Enos for the Askeros Meliotim and Gimel Shanim. 
But the but the, the Ramah makes this up and says even with the out, right? The, the Ramah creates a new issue of Kilib and Israel Vadim that you can't sign contracts more than three years, even though you can be Chosir Baba Chasiyayom. And that's a right. And we looked at we did look at that briefly. Like it's, that that requires a very mechanistic, uh, very mechanistic understanding of what's of of what the the isur is. But the Shach points out that Tosfos say no. Why should that be usur? Right. So while right. So while the Ramah and the Shach pass in this way, the right. The Ramah says this, and the Shach right. Let's just say the Ramah says it. The Shach says fundamentally, Tosfos make much more sense. Right, if you can be the whole point of being chozer bozer, you're not an evet. He's not an evet. Okay, so, but none of that matters here because he's not. It's not a three-year contract anyway. It was only a two-year contract. All right, so this is an irrelevance. Yotzemisa, all right. The ladas rama sheoster last year asked me yotzem gimel shanim asur hu afopish efshar lachzor betochazman. Fine. Okay. Good. Right. If Which if is, the but it doesn't apply, but it doesn't apply to us here, right? So you just want to say, what's the machlokus between the shach and tosfos? There really there are two prohibitions. One is that it's usher to sell yourself more than three years according to the Ramah, even though you can be chosen Um right? But he says, according to that position, if you sell yourself for less than three years, right? So Ramah holds that you can't rent, you can't release yourself for more than three years, even though you can be chosen. But that means that less than three years, you can't sell your, you can't, right? You obviously have to be closer, right? That's the, that's the outcome. Right? I'm not sure that's the analysis I would use to get there, but that's the, that's the answer. That's, that's the outcome that he gets, that he gets to there, um, right? Because, right, that, that it's, that it's, it's always usher to sign an absolutely binding contract. Um, okay, as opposed to, according to the, um, I think it's always two Eastern, right? Everybody, everybody's going to agree. Right, it's going to come out l'chuli alma, right, which is all which is all we care about, right? L'chuli alma, it works out that you're not allowed to sign a binding contract. Period. Okay, but right, so I, I, I wouldn't have gotten it there that way, but let's assume we're getting there that way. Okay, good. Okay, nishma tana mitzad and halas atal matara. The hadapol yachel lachzer ba'afilu b'chasiyavad aso. Hainu dafka b'makom schirus regila. That's only when right, you, you have to be able to restore if we're paying you an hourly salary. But when he's paid additionally just for that, for just to stay, okay, so they want to claim that all the prohibitions of Kalibin Israel Vadim only apply to salary. You can evade it, essentially, by making someone evidivri. Right Now, he doesn't notice that, which I think is, I think, right, which is... Uh, but we'll have to see, right? To me, like you know, we're walking into the, the we're walking into that point. And he doesn't, right? He doesn't seem to yet to notice that, right? So the Talmud Torah is claiming that we paid him extra. What we paid him for is to not leave. And they could make a technical argument, right? Which is to say that we're right. So he's not bound to work because of his salary, right? It's a separate contract to not leave, and as long as we separate the issues, right, we're okay. It's an interesting argument, technically. As long as we paid up front. Well, they don't, see, I think they're making a clever argument the way he's framing it. It's not that just we paid it up front. I think that right, it's that right, it's that it's separable. It's right, we're paying, we're making a separate payment for him to waive his Isra of Kilibin Israel Vadim. 
Your, your salary is your salary, but there's a separate payment. That right. So now the question is going to be, right, as a matter of tradition, right, what I would say is, and you have to be prepared to pierce the veil on certain contracts and say, I know you set it up this way, but we understand what you're really doing is paying him less than his hourly rate and taking stuff out of his salary as a, right, as, right, as to create a, fi a fictitious second, second contract. That's, you always have to be prepared to do that if you're in a situation where you're a judge and there's no legislature. So you always have to decide if you're going to be willing to, right, to crack down on evasions or not, because this is an e easily abusable loophole in the, way that, in the way that we framed it. Fine. He doesn't go there either, I don't think. Right, let's see how his analysis is. So if we claim it, so if we look at this as separate, right, it's a separate obligation, and it's as if he's bought for two years. Okay, so he says, look, there's a machloket about whether, right, we saw this in Ramosha, right, whether you're really, whether you're really, it's really, it's really not effective at all, or it's just that it's not effective unless you make a specific Kenyan, and the whole point is that if you, that the, the, the a commitment via salary doesn't constitute a Kenyan. Right, so if you, say so he says the Shach Paskins that we don't allow that end run. Even if you make a Kenyan, right, so that, right, so if that's the case, their argument isn't going to work, presumably. Okay, so he's two problems. Specific performance, he just won't buy. Okay, he paskins straight out that although there is a position and he's aware of it, and we saw it, I think, dealt with extensively in Rav Moshe that says that actually we don't really care about the result, it's just the question of whether you made a Kenyan or not. He rejects that outright. But maybe we don't allow him to prorate it because we'll say is, look, you have, there's no specific performance, but if you keep the deal, you get to keep the money. If you don't keep the deal, you don't get to keep the money. Who, where do you get the idea that it should be prorated? It'd be only prorated if you paid him for his work, but you didn't pay him for his work. You paid him to stay. You paid him to stay. Okay, so that's a right. So that's right. So he thinks that issue is that's uh, what is it called? A um, that arguable issue. What's the word? What's the word in law when you talk when you say that, when you say that an issue is is worthy of colorable? Uh, maybe, I'm, I forget exactly what the term of art is in uh, right in opinions when you, right, when you say that right. That's a uh, that it's worth it's worth arguing. Um, okay. Um, but when I say this requires an analysis, the argument would be based on a circumstantial evidence, what do you want to call it? Umdana, right? Umdana is a a uh, presumption based on evidence, right, as opposed to a formal presumption, uh, right? And, right. So when people give you attention, they don't intend it as a prorata, right? The whole point was, right? They didn't, if that was the case, they would say, right? They would say that. So it's a retention bonus. So okay, there's no specific performance. Um, now that, of course, as I said, allow that is abusable because it allows retention bonuses to be the way in which you, right, you overrun Kili Bnei Israel Abedim, right? So you have to decide if you're going to see through it, but uh, but. That's their argument. Um, right, that's their argument. He said that's a reasonable argument. Okay, so there's this 
But he says, Umatsasi Ksas Ksas Raya Negats for Azubhsam Sofer, a move of his Khitruva Sham Sham Ozvabazelashono, Asura Lahasnos Bitrila, Shemyaksar Bo Yisarech Lishlaim Kachvikah. Okay, so Sam Sofer has a prohibition against penalty clauses. Uh, you can't write uh, right, you can't say that you write, and it says l'hachazir, so I have to figure out, right, so it's not just, right, yeah. maybe some sofer is really, right, is is forbidding you to say, right, now the question is, what does l'hachazir mean? If it means out of salary, so then we understand, right, you know, so the question is, what does some sofer mean? And, and yeah. also, is this, um, is, is this about if you saying at the beginning, right, that, that, that he couldn't have done this at the beginning, he couldn't have initially made this condition, or accepted this condition at the beginning, but then, what does it mean having accepted it? Like, we don't, Good, right? Actually, right, right. We, have, we don't, we don't, we don't right, just because it's usher doesn't mean it's not effective. All right, we're generally been holding that any, right, you violate Kibbutz Israel Badim is not effective, but we don't know. Like you know, like Pashas, I haven't seen any cases where somebody you know in theory says you can void a sale if you weren't really desperate, on the grounds that you were violating Kibbutz Israel Badim by selling yourself if you weren't really desperate. Uh, right, that would be the argument. You could right. That would be the form of the argument to say that right that it doesn't it doesn't invalidate the um, it doesn't invalidate the form. Okay. Um, okay. So right. So he found right. Sorry. Uh, right. That's where we're up to. Right. Yeah. Right. So the language in Piskei Tshuva is that they frame it as he has to pay them their the expenses that they went to in recruiting him. Right. So right. So that's. He didn't get anything, right? Just they went to it, right? So that's clearly a penalty clause. Right? We went to expenses to hire you, and you'll have to pay us our expenses, right? Or you have to pay, right? Frame you have to pay the expenses it costs us to replace you, right? So those are all, those are all ways to not give him anything extra, and still, right? And and still and, and still make it expensive for him to leave. So we understand why the Chassam Sofer opposes it. The question is, is this really raya against our case? Um, if you go back to the Chsam Sofer himself, Okay, so now he goes back to his, right, to his initial claim. He claims the Chsam Sofer says that if the rule, if the condition occurs within three years, then according to Tosfos, that's just a binding contract. He thinks that according to Tosfos, that's just a binding contract, and you can be chazerabo. When you're chazerabo, you have to, you have to, right? You can, we can say as long as we don't have to return your salary. He seems to think that's true. Right? He seems to think that would, in principle, work. That you can set up a contract for less than three years, you can be chazerabo, but we set up an we set up an incentive structure for more than three years, then you couldn't do it at all, according to Tosfos. Right? There are no right. So that's the the flip side of Tosfos is that he thinks that for anything more than three years. Right, the contract is just void. Period. You don't even have to be chozerbo. Um, it's an interesting question about how Tosfos works out in practice. Avodas Rama, gamze, das Rama, gamze asur. I ain't shama hezber. Okay, so some, I'm not getting it. Some reverses it. He says according to according to Tosfos, it says there is no iser as long as you're chozerbo. So then this should also be. I know it's the other way around. Right? Sorry, I got it backwards. Right. It says, according to Tosfos, who thinks that contracts for more than three years are binding, so this should be mutter within three years. Okay, I think we'll have to trust him. I am Shama Hezbear, right, to figure out how he works it out to work that way. Bim Kain, Lefidim Adikaimin Lagadas Rama, 
the Asr Lahaskir Asma Liyosri Gimel Shama Filabidyakal Lachzorbo. Um so according to the, the Ramahu says that according to the Ramahu says that you can't sign a contract for more than three years, even if you give me Khozerbo. So he thinks that the Ramah, who thinks more than three years, you can't even do it if you can be Choser, that must be for less, for less than three years, you have to be able to Choser. And for the Ramah, he sees this condition as per se Asur. Um, I you mean the, con- the condition of saying that you're... That you'll have to pay these back if you leave. Right? That's, he seems the way the Chassam Sofer frames it, that we... Right, that even within three years, we don't allow any infringement, whereas he thinks, according to Tosfot, within three years, why would he think it's much according to Tosfot? Uh, if the, the, the condition is according to Tosfot, what did he say about Tosfot? What he said about Tosfot was, Tosfot says you can, re- you can contract yourself for as long as you want, but Lechule Alma, you have to be able to be chosers. I don't know why he thinks. Right? I don't know why he thinks that whether this it seems like he thinks that according to Tosfos, this becomes us. This this becomes usur, but according to the sorry, according to Tosfos, this becomes mutter. But according to the Ramah, it's still usur. But it really should just depend on whether we see this as having a right to be chosurbo. Okay, that's my fault. I apologize. Um, but he ends up his position in the end is we pass like the Ramah. And the Ramah holds that within two, that with, even within three years, you have to be able to be Choserbo. And so a penalty clause means that you can't be Choserbo. And he seems to elide the difference between an actual penalty clause, which is what the Chassam Sofer is talking about, you're paying expenses, and this, which is not a paying expenses, this is, right, they, they gave him an incentive, which is all right. right. So he elides the difference between incentives and, um, incentives and, 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 and additional pe- and penalties. Yeah, as I wouldn't have gotten to it this way. Yeah, yeah, that, that logic did seem a little. I, I wouldn't have gotten to it this way. I wouldn't have gotten the position of Tosfos the other way. I would say the fundamental question, forget the three years, the fundamental question is, do we have an end game that we care about, which is the poll has to actually be Ochalachzerbo, or do we just have a formality that the poll right, that the poll can't be held to specific performance? Right, that would be that would that would be my analysis. If it's a formality, so then this is not specific performance, so he can leave. Uh, right, and he still paid his salary. And if it's a, an end game, so he can't leave, right? Because I said this looks just like Evidivri. That's the way I would analyze it. He doesn't, he, right, he, doesn't uh, he doesn't get there. I should do a better job of going back. I'll try to write it um, to figure out exactly how he connects it. But I don't, I don't think this is the right way to do it. That, that was my initial thing. I don't think this is the right way to do it. Okay. Um, but um, well, the fees, right, but he wants to argue this is the counter argument to, right, they have a very plausible argument, which is intent of the contract. And if you invalidate the contract, so then he should pay the money back anyway. Right? That's right. That, I think, is the other way of looking at it, right, really, is to say, look, the intent of the contract is he stays two years, he gets the money. That's clear. Nobody intended it as a pro rata thing. If you tell me that such contracts aren't enforceable, so, right, then there was no contract. And you should give the money back. And you should give the money back. Right? It's, an, it's an amazing chiddush to claim that we're going to turn a contract which neither party intended as a pro rata as a as a pro rata con, con, uh, contract into a pro rata contract. 
Right? That, that, I think, I think that, that would be the way I would, the way, the way I would think about it. Does that make sense? Yes and no. It leads to an absurd, you know, it would be absurd to say that if he quits a day before the end of the second year that, you know, he, he should be required to pay back the entire... It would be absurd? I mean, it would just be stupid of him, no? I mean, he, he, people can make bad decisions. <laughs> right, stay one day more. Uh, right. Now, the interesting question is what happens, you know, if they fire him, right? That's a, right. That's that would be a really interesting question. But you're right, morally. But on the other hand, it's like it's not a moral injustice you're doing to him because he doesn't have to quit, right? So that that's, that would be my counter thing, right? That's not a why. Why should he have to? Why should he quit one day before? Um, okay. So right. So but his, his right. So his answer um, is. To get there, you have to convert the money they gave him into salary paid in advance. And he doesn't justify that. Why should right? You know, maybe there's some kind of principle that, look, they paid him. We have a presumption to validate. You can say, look, we paid him. We have a presumption to validate contracts, right? There, there is there is such a principle in, in contract law, that if you have a um, if you have two ways of interpreting a contract, one of which makes it binding, one of them doesn't, right? You adopt the interpretation that makes it binding because you presume the intent of the parties was to make it binding. So if you say that a contract which did not make this, a right, which did not make this a um, a part of salary would not be binding, whereas it could be binding if you made it part of salary, just the change, right? So now you have to choose which intent of the parties do you care more about. Do you care more about the intent of the parties to not prorate it, or do you care more about the intent of the parties for it to be binding? Right, so that would be a, that would be a strategy that you could use to, right, to get to this result, um, but it's, it's lacking to me in the, right, in the, in the tshuva, right, the, that, 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 that's lacking to me. Um, maybe he thinks about it, you know, but I guess part of what, um, you know, what, maybe I'm like, you know, this is why it helps to have some experience dealing with other legal systems, handling, uh, handling contracts, is you get to know the strategies that they, um, right, that they utilize, and then you can import them, and if you're locked into a single legal system with very little precedent, you might not, you might not realize all the, uh, all the options that are available to you. Okay, he gets, I mean, he gets there anyway, right? Um, Okay, he says, like, you know, when it comes to Davar Aved, there are too many ways out of it. Uh, right, so we look at it, we'll see the Davar Aved really depends on, I think the easiest way to consider it is as follows. You're, right, your chayev is a davar aved if they can't replace you, but at least according to some language of the Gemara, only if they could have replaced you at the outset. But if they hire you because you're the right, right, when you're the only person available, and if you quit, you leave them in the same situation they were in before they hired you. That's not a davar aved, right? So that's what it seems to me is the the easiest argument to make here, is that he's just leaving them in the same position they were in be- without without hiring him, and therefore you can't. Uh, therefore, you can't mandate specific performance. Now, it doesn't get back to the question of how much he pays back, right? So it's it's a little bit um, 
it's a little, you know, the, the, the argument slides here again because he has started at the outset that we're not going to enforce specific performance. So whether it's Dabar Abed or not really is an issue of whether it's Yadol Tachtona or not, not a question of whether they can force him or not. Right? But his analysis is, um, is at least not clear that that's, that's what happened here. Okay, right, so that's the end of his, the end, the end, of, the end of his shiva is we're not going to enforce specific performance, the contract may not be binding according to the um, according right according to the according to the chasam sofer. If the contract is not binding, the then it, right if the contract is not binding, he doesn't say that. If the contract is not binding, he thinks the way we interpret the contract is he only has to give it back prorated. If if a contract to give it all back would not be binding, right? Then he thinks we should prorate it, which the guy is offering. Right. So at the end of the day, his legal arguments are the Malamid wins. Because right, we can't enforce specific performance. We can't call. It, we, there's no compelling claim that it's davar aved, and um, and even though the con- the intent of the parties is almost certainly that he should have to return the whole thing, but the Sam Sofer says that such a contract is not binding. It's a sur, and therefore, in order to make the contract binding, we'd have to say we'd have, we'd have, we'd have to would have to say that he only has to prorate it. Or at least that's the way I'm interpreting his argument. Uh, that's explicitly. Okay, but the end of that, here's what he says. Every argument to make against the Malamed is, right, is broken apart. Now here, key thing, he was paid in advance. So, right, if you're halachist, the first principle you learn every day in Lamanos case is? Okay, and right, so, right, so they have to prove. Right, they have to prove he has to give back the money, and he can't. Because we have, right, um, we have another principle of we'll see in a moment, called Kimli, right? You both, you both know about Kimli. Kimli means that if there is any issue, any remaining issue in the law, the party with the money can say, I hold like that position. Uh, right? And therefore, you don't, you don't, right, you don't, right, he's not, right, on the whole, we don't paskin dini mamanos, except in the clearest cases, as long as the other, right, as long as there's a possibility there's a position that hasn't been read out of the tradition, right? That's why Shulchan Aruch is so important in Choshen Nishpat specifically, because there has to be some way to limit this. So the rule we have is, if it's not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, it doesn't count, right? That's why in Choshen Nishpat, Dafka the Shulchan Aruch could be very, very important, uh, although maybe it isn't anymore because we've let it fall into death's way to it, so it, it doesn't include, it doesn't exclude any of the important positions anymore. It let things out, but in principle, that's why in Shulchan Aruch, Dafka it matters much more than everywhere else because Kimli destroys the Imamanos unless there's some kind of limit. So in this case, look, the Malamid has positions he can't hold like. So there's no argument against him. Mikol makom. But I have a justice interest. Like, wow. You know, I could have him win just because I'm mostly Mecharel of Araya, but it doesn't seem quite right. There are lots of arguments we have to say that, that he gets to adopt that position. Right? He started off by Paskin like the Shach, but you know what? If he didn't have the money, the other side could claim we Paskin like the positions we saw under Moshe, that we don't actually have a, we don't really care about whether we enforce specific performance or not. All we care about is whether there's a Kenyan or not. So he thinks that's enough now. Right, 
Okay, right. The way again, that's his analysis, and maybe, right? Maybe there is actually such a um, there are actually it, such contracts are binding against the Chassam Sofer, or maybe right the way he set up the Ramah and the thing. Maybe Okay. Right. So we saw that from the Bach, remember, that we only allow you to break the contract. Right, so it's not to be an evid, but to be an evid to somebody else. Why should we care? And here he's very explicitly trying to be an evid to somebody else. Okay. The afkei chavas yard doches for azur. The chavas yard right. Harbe revasas really hachi. Right. The ayin sham bechach nashlama lagon nashlama kluger shalach bipshitus midas dinashtebis for azur after kinira lavra ela postkim shetsiene piskot shuvasham. Right. That the this idea of shlama kluger came up with on his own. That we don't right. That we don't. Um, Right, and we saw there was an intermediate position, which is that we allow you to leave for any reason but a higher salary. Because that's just, right, that's not freeing yourself at all. It's just how much you're selling yourself for. If you're leaving because you don't like the workplace, you're leaving, right? So that, that's still obvious. But this is just, right, the only issue is money, right? So he thinks, right, so he started off by eliminating all those positions, basically. Um, but then he tells you, but in the end, yeah, and I, I'm tempted to say those are the positions he thinks are right halacha generally, but they don't yield the right result in this case. You mean the, the former positions? Or yeah. These positions, okay. these, no, these positions are these positions he thinks are wrong generally. Yeah. But in this case, they yield the right result. And those right. So I think he has a clash between he thinks in principle, which is, yeah, that's what Kilibi Shalvadim means. He can leave, and like here he took the money. <laughs> <laughs> right. If we gave him the money, that's crazy. Right. Even though we can push aside every single point, that you would think that's how law works. And he could certainly say Gimli. Right? He's, right, he has the right to leave. He's Muksa, right? He has his own body, right? You can't, right? So you have to prove specific performance, and he also has the money. So you have to that's an amazing, right? That's an amazing outcome, right? In the end, you know, he now is he going to enforce it? So that's now that, that this is the whole thing. Like, you know, what do we do? When we go to din now. So usually, when you go to din, what we in Beit din, it says oladin obsharakar oladin. So we actually, right? The way halacha actually works now, it's extraordinarily rare, and but they are not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to take cases where they force you. To issue a ruling that is halach, that is purely halachic. Um, so under right, we sign arbitration, arbitration agreements that give discretion, sure. and therefore, it could be that the outcome here is a binding halachically binding ruling that he has to be yotzei deshemayim, and he has to stay um, because he accepted right because he accepted whatever the Beitin says he should do. And not just what the basin says he has to do, or it could be that they're just issuing a ruling. But of course, you know, if he leaves, so that you know that'll at least play on his conscience. Um, and he doesn't, uh, right? He doesn't tell you in the end, right? You know, he just says, let's say Sudesh Mayim, which is Allah ruling. Doesn't, you know, how is he going to enforce it, right? You know, would we enforce specific performance on the basis of the? Like, in the end, like you know, here, the truth begins by saying there's no specific performance. It's just a question of money. 
And in the end, the psak is specific performance without mention of money. Right? He doesn't even say Yeshlo Lahisha Air, Oyak Zorlem, Oyak Zirlem Amamon. It's almost like um, the, the, the aspect of it that comes to dominate is the idea of that there could be a Dabarabe, right? Like that. They're not yeah. going to be able to get into the future, so you have to stay, stay for another. Right, but really, I think it's a really. Thing, look, you committed for two years. You should keep the commitment. Yeah, so now the question is but you didn't really commit for two years because right, if we really think Libre Shaladim means that you can never commit. Right, so you have to have a bias at the beginning that it's possible to commit. If you think Paul Yochalach Zorba is the overriding principle, then you write contracts. Okay. He's saying setting aside the halacha, you commit it. Yeah, right. So that's you know, so Rav Moshe tries to talk about that. Rav Moshe tries to talk about that there's a right that there's an agreement which is separate from the which is separate from the Kenyan. Right. I mean, he's separating from the halacha. He's saying halachically he can walk away and return and return half. Right, but he has a moral. You know, really, he should feel a moral commitment to stay. Yes, yeah, so we have an answer to that. We call it the Yeshua of Tarnomid at most. Right, we have right, we have right, we have right. We started off the whole point of this parak is that there are unenforced. Right, there are so unenforced. Who, who would have the Tarnomid here? He would. You're saying that he would be. He would have to stay and have Tarnomid against the school. No, or no, no, the school would have the right. So, right, if you think that the right sock is right, is they have a Tarnomid against you. Let's say Sudei Shemayim is much stronger than they have read, yeah. than they have a Tzromit against you. Uh, right? It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, again, I don't know. I don't know his other true vote. Um, it, it, it's. Um, you said he's in the Haredi. He was in the Haredi based in. He was the Haredi based in London, and maybe he thinks that um, you know, we really don't want to lose all our great Milamdin to America because America pays higher salaries and likes our accents. <laughs> Could be. I know, I have to this you know part of the challenge we have you know is that is that um, I, I don't know I, I could be I read all his other true but I'll be blown away. So, so in 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 Psaac, like in yeah. in trying to decide what to do, like how do you evaluate a chuba like this if you don't know, like like if you if you don't know his other chubas or like like how do you decide like how how binding this is or, or not bi- maybe binding is too strong a word but where to evaluate this. So the answer is that unfortunately, right, the way you usually do it is by studying, right, if there are lots of other cases, right, with where other with this person, with, if this, this person's true vote were generally part of the of the conversation, right, if I'd run across other places, I would know something. If the law had enough cases that you'd expect a case like this to come up often, that would also help me. As is, I don't have any of that, right? Oh, you know, now maybe it's just my ignorance, right? If I dealt with enough Mamanos cases, and I'm only dealt with like two or three Mamanos, I don't know, four or five Mamanos cases, right? Even though I was on the bench for 20 years, we had four or five Mamanos cases maximum, right? So I don't know it well enough. Um, part of what I'm trying to show you is that, but there, there really isn't enough, right? Who writes Mamanos case, you're Mamanos Shavuot? You're saying only four or five cases where people actually brought a Mamanos case to the Not yeah. even saying, you're not, not making the distinction about Pshar or no Pshar. No. Nobody comes to, for Din. Everybody, everybody comes from Pshara Kov, right? When you sign, because right, I put in that we wouldn't take cases unless this, you sign an arbitration agreement. When you sign an arbitration agreement, it said Pshara Kov Din. Um, you can see, right, right? So now the RCA is trying to construct, right? Because the RCA right, is putting out a really interesting journal where they're trying to, to, right? Because they have the relationship to secular law where they're, where they're trying to put all these frameworks in. And some of the Lakewood Bate Din are trying to do that as well, as, as well right now. Uh, this is a chuva from, let's give us the date. It doesn't give us the date. It hadn't been done yet. 
Yeah, part of the thing I have to say that I've learned by talking to, um, I, you know, I really, when I started, when we started the Boston Gunner Task Force, and so I started dealing with lawyers and judges. So that was like a wild experience for me because I had only dealt with Batei Midrash and Lamdanim. And to watch how family court judges handle law was a wild experience for me because they weren't making decisions based on this really clear conceptual analysis, you know, or this is plainly, they were making decisions based on things, the primary thing was, am I likely to be overruled? And they assume that whether they be overruled or not is based on outcomes and on arguments. Right? So, right, so, so, right, so they don't like Chidushim, because Chidushim are likely to be overruled. And they don't, right, they don't, right, they don't, right, so it can't be clever. Cleverness doesn't get you anything at all. It, right, it can't make cases complicated, because that takes up too much time, and we don't have time. We don't have time for that, and it can't be too abstract because no one will understand it, um, right? So it could be. You know, when I when I came to Boston, it was one of the things that I realized after a while was that we were justices of the peace, and right, in New York, you assumed that we were all judges, and but in Boston, we were our role was justices of the peace, and nobody wants justices of the peace to make abstract decisions, right? They want you to function within the community. And produce predictable, satisfactory justice. So it could be that this was exactly the truva that the parties were looking for, and it did exactly the job that it was supposed to do. It acknowledged the law, and then it, right after acknowledging the law, it said, "But we don't really want to deal with technicalities. We want to do the right thing." And this is what I think the right thing is. Right? And it's not against the law; it's just not what the law would be if you asked me for din. Right, it's Charo Karolidin. Right now, that's that. Right, it could be that's exactly what it is. You know, I look at Islam and I say, "Hey, God, you said there's no specific performance, <laughs> and, and you had no specific performance. We didn't even address the question. We couldn't give back the money." Right, and you might say, "Of course, everyone knew he wasn't going to leave. We had to give back the money because then he's back in debt." But maybe not because he paid off his loan. Right, you know, all these all these things I'm missing. Um, right, you know, and he and he built it on that machlokus. Now he quoted sources, you know, basic sources, Ramon Shah, whereas I might say, you know, like, that's not the machlokah that matters to me, right? Probably, right, the Ramah's position is weird anyway. Uh, you know, you're connecting it. I wouldn't go that way. Although I have to do a much better job on the analysis. Maybe I'll think it's brilliant in the end. Um, but, I get, but you get to see, like, you know, this is... this. It's an interesting question. So if somebody goes to... If, if people come to a baiting with a monetary dispute, right? So, like you say, the baiting yeah. will put in that it's, you know, din or, or shark or validin. Um but so the idea of what is a, a shoot on a Dine Mamanu thing, right? Because it's not that they're coming and asking, it's not serving as a formal baiting, right? Which is issuing a, a decision, right? It's so, um, yeah, it's not clear to me how right. exactly a shoot. And compare, compare this to what Ramosha wrote, though, right? Right, we only we right, we couldn't right we you know, we had we had an, we had an, we had an hour we couldn't get through a small part of Rav Moshe, which involved an original reading of Yerushalmi, um, right? You know, a radical original reading of Yerushalmi. Right? A totally, this is a totally different universe. Yeah, right, this is a totally more, This is much more a, a you know, you, you can imagine in a and maybe I'm just projecting right? You know, from a town with this with a, a relatively small school that's you know often on the on the straits, right? You know, you can imagine right a a a, a rov in, in such an environment, you know, having to acknowledge 
the 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 learning and then having to come up with like you said with the solution that's gonna that's gonna work for the community that's gonna right. keep the school afloat and we don't know what happened in the end right whether the uh, right? we don't know what happened in the end whether the um whether the um whether the teacher listened or not right and that's part of right, part of your question you know the question caliber is like what can you you know part of the question when cases um come to you know the most frequent cases to come to the Beit Din are cases when employees sue Jewish institutions because that's the only case where both parties will accept it right so then right so this is exactly what you but if you decide if you decide in a way that that makes the decision that makes the institution collapse then nobody comes to you anymore right so that's also part of the yeah. part we don't we don't know what the, what the politics behind it um, is I hope you make the right decision anyway that you don't make individual teachers suffer for your uh, that is an issue that came that you know that has come up um, and in every town, right? Every town, sure. they, they, right? Because um, on the other hand, day school teachers are very vulnerable. Sure. Day school teachers are very, very, are very, very vulnerable. So how you balance that is, uh, and but also schools are very vulnerable. Right? Okay. So this is right. But hopefully next two weeks we'll do shavuot that are somewhat different. But I thought this is like a, you know, you, this is like a good, you know, a good vision, like how different these worlds can be. These worlds can be, and how long it is to get. From a um, from the lumdus to a psak, and then figure out you know so what you know what are we doing? What, what we're trying to do, I guess, is at most is we're trying to create the defaults that these judges will look at, right? Because right because right because if you're if assuming that this is not that this is not the greatest lumdus in the world, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. He wrote multiple volumes of Trivot, but assuming right, this is a Trivot that could be produced by a local rov. So what are you going to want? You want is you want, is the, you want them to start by saying, okay, contracts can never be enforced for specific performance. Okay, right? Penalty clauses are inherently suspect, right? That's you want, right? So you did that, right? That was a That's what you wanted a judge to start off with. You succeeded that way. If I do anything else, I'm likely to be overruled, right? So that right? So that worked, right? You created an environment in which that right, which there's a strong bias, and then you get to see how hard it is, though, because you can make that the law, and yet. <laughs> At the end of the day, the basket specific performance. At the end of the day, okay. Thank you as always. Really awesome.